Welcome to Asked and Answered, the podcast series that answers all your missions-related questions. And with me in the studio today are Ron and Karis Pierce. Welcome back, guys. Hi, Joy. Hi. Hi. So today I have a question about um, one of the things Empower does with the National Church. Now, I know our number one thing is we provide Bibles and scriptures. That's 50% of what we do. Yeah. But we also do compassionate care. And I'm just wondering... Can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like in the various countries? Oh, Karis, what does it look like? You start. Oh, each country is so different. Uh, compassionate assistance for us is, oh, it's not just a case of handing out food just to give somebody food. It's it's a way to reach people with the gospel through love. And so uh, we do this in so many different countries in so many different ways. Um but it gives the church planters the um, the opportunity to love the people and an opportunity to share the gospel with them. It's like ammunition. They come in with the care, well, the assistance. Backing it up one step further, it's it's one thing to preach the gospel. It's another thing to see the gospel. And I think over the years, we've not had a balance on this that we should. Many organizations and missions organizations get started along this balance and then lose balance and they veer over to just humanitarian, Mm -hmm. just compassion, just that. And so therefore they'd want to lay aside the essential message of eternal life through Jesus Christ alone. So now if you can keep balance What the idea is, is that they hear the message of Jesus' salvation, eternal life, hope, all of that. And then they sit there and they say, yeah, but does it work? Mm -hmm. And that's when they look deeper and they look at the life of the preacher. They look at the life of the people that have said they are born again. And then they receive love. And love does not come just with a hug on a Sunday morning in church saying, oh, I really love you walk out the door. Um, there's more overseas than that. And that's what Karis is referring to. It's it's the idea of showing the compassion in a loving way of sharing food, um, uh, parkas, um, winter boots. I'm just thinking of uh, right. in Serbia, how we help the Romani people with that. Um, all these sorts of things. You, you can see it. So I know all of our countries are incredibly different when it comes to, you know, how they express the love of Christ. And, you know, one country is it might be more miracles or healing or prayer warriors or persevering through persecution. When it comes to compassionate assistance, um, I, I imagine it looks different in every country in the sense of how they respond. So if I think of India, for example, we, we do compassionate assistance in India. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we've helped orphanages in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about how they would respond? Well, let me start and Kara, jump in here any anytime yep. because um, you've got to talk about what's, what, what is sparking the compassionate assistance. All right. There's many things. For instance, is this because of an earthquake or a tsunami right. or an event that happens? Is it because of a war? Is it because of persecution? Is it because of um, just the problems of poverty where the people are, such as in the Serbia situation with the Romani? Um, the fact is that they're poor and they need help, and etc. So you're loving them, but that's just a general way of life. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of different events that you can love through. 
And that's why, yes, you're right. All these, all these situations are different. But when you operate through the distribution network of the national church planting movements, not an organization flying in on a plane to drop parachute in supplies, but we're, we're distributing through the body of Christ that is natural to them, their own body of Christ, giving them the tools to love. They know how to operate within that, and they can pick out the real needs and the supposed needs. In other words, they're pretty pretty savvy, Mm -hmm. and they know what to do and how to do it. That's why we operate through them. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the good examples of this would be in Israel, the hot meals that we do. The, they, get, they get a hot meal, but the goal is to become friends with the, the Messianic believer who's delivering the hot meal. That's and it. over time, they develop a relationship, which then leads to opportunities. Exactly. And, and with the Romani, let's get back to that because that seems to be something that's current right now. Right. Um, in the Romani, the, the, the gypsy, as they call themselves, themselves in the country— um, the, those situations are the fact that in the winter times the widows would run out of money for firewood and they run out of food, and therefore the church comes in and helps them out, and they will buy them some firewood and we help with that. Um, then you've got kids that are walking through the streets with no shoes on in the middle of winter. Now we're not talking about three feet of snow, but we're talking sub-zero with ice and everything of that nature. And so now you've got to come alongside and say, okay, these kids need love. And you just provide them with that. And this is the difference, Joy. It's not that we're segregating the Christians out and loving them because they're, of, they're one of right. us. It's not an us and them situation. You, lo- you love right across the board. Obviously, the ones that we have the most contact with are the Christians. But at the same time, it's extended to unbelievers as well. So mm-hmm. that you don't put a line of love on the ground and say, if you come and come to our church and if you say that right. you're a Christian, we'll give you help. And this compassionate assistance is quite effective in Serbia with the gypsy Romana people yeah. because they've been so persecuted and hated in the past. So for yeah. us to love on them, oh yeah, it's impactful. Well, it's the natural thing that Christians are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Find ways to love people. Right. And the, the Gospels are filled with this. Jesus was the prime example. He almost searched out people to love. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, I, when I say that, he did. But I just mean it, 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 was, it was the obvious thing that he would heal the sick. Mm-hmm. He would go here. He would feed 5,000. He would, he would do all this loving. Mm-hmm. And did he back off on the message? No. The message was yeah. strong. And you- it's not just the people who are receiving whatever uh, whatever gifts are being given. It's the other people watching this, seeing this happen, that are being impacted too. Exactly. The, their neighbors, their the, their friends, that they tell this is what this Christian did for me. And so it's having a bigger impact than just the one person receiving a meal or a oh, coat. Or mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, during COVID, mm-hmm. when in India. When the country was locked down, who were the ones that were sharing their food with unbelievers, everyone that they could find? It was the Christians. Mm -hmm. They were going out of their way to not hoard, but to provide for others first. And that sort of love was noticed by the Hindu population. And they said, who are you people? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? 
And then they got to explain the gospel, which shows why First Peter says, always <laughs> be prepared to give an account for the hope that lies within you. Hmm. In other words, explain why you love right. to people. But you love first, and then you back it up with love at the yeah. other end. We had a bundle of love for the Serbia people, for the youth. It was shoes and coats, boots and coats. Do you guys remember? I can't. There was a story that um, our partner came back with about a little boy. Do you remember that? Yeah, I know the one. Okay, so what happened was this. Um, They were out um, witnessing, actually. Yeah. And the um, people ran into this little 12-year-old boy, I think it was, who was walking around with no shoes on, Mm. no coat, nothing. And he was poor. And so what it was, was they said, we're going to give you shoes and a coat. And he said, no, please. Right. No, rather than that, could you just help my brothers and sisters with food? And so he took them to where they were living. It was in a 20-foot container. I think if I remember the details, the father was a drunk, yeah. and he ran off and left the kids. Mother was not around. Mm-hmm. So here's this little guy, 12 or so years mm-hmm. of age, caring for his brothers and sisters. And they went into the, I saw a picture of it, the container, and there was newspaper on the floor to sleep on. It was cold. Um, they had nothing to eat. Mm-hmm. So they were scrounging. And um, therefore, we've taken them on, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, what is it, 100 a month yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that to take care of all of them. To take yes. care of all of them. So we just absorb them. Right. And we, had, we, we actually take care of them in a special way uh, because they are the most destitute of the destitute. Right. So that's something Empower can do. And, and, and Joy, we better put some numbers to this. This isn't a huge part of what Empower does. No. Probably... On any given year, we might be talking 5% of our income yeah. um, that we give out is something like that. Maybe sometimes less. But it's enough to send a message. Mm-hmm. It is requested by the national church operations. Many times we write it right into the budget to help those who are coming out of prison, we're going to say in China, yeah. that are coming out and they've got uh, broken arms, broken legs, they are been beaten, they need medical care. Um, their wives and children don't have food while the dad's in prison. Um, so we come alongside and our people, I won't tell you how, but our people will take care of them mm-hmm. and provide them with help until dad gets back on his feet, right. back in ministry doing whatever he does. So therefore, well, you have to divide this up and say, is this worth 5%? Mm-hmm. Absolutely it's worth 5%. Is it worth 95? No, we can't go that far. Right. Because we've got to talk about eternal life and the gospel message. Mm -hmm. And we've got to provide food, uh, uh, spiritual food in the form of God's word and also this other help and pastor. It's a balancing act. I've watched Kara sit there looking at the numbers, thinking, okay, what are we going to do with this? Where are we going to get this money? Where are we going to do this? And there's always this one that stands out. Well, what about these kids? Mm-hmm. What about this situation? What about the orphans in India? What about, okay, yeah, it's balance. Right. And that's why over the years, hopefully, we've attained some and we have to maintain right. some balance. Well, and it's always with the scriptures. It's always with the message of Jesus. Yes. So the balance is always there. It's a tool. It is. It's another tool to help the national church and to provide for what they cannot provide. Yep. Because they they just run short. 
Mm-hmm. And we've got surplus, therefore that's part of it. Anything else care to wrap up on this one? Is there anything else that you can think of? I was thinking when 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 I said that, I, I was thinking of this one time that she and I were going back and forth at budget time. <laughs> and um, we sit there and we're looking at our year budget, how we're going to divide this up and this. And then, then I think it was one country, I think it was Myanmar or Burma, and I still remember and uh, that we, there's a couple of three orphanages there and a bunch of kids, et cetera, bad situation. And sort of like she threw up her hand. She said, we forgot about the orphans. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I thought, yeah, we did. So we had to rejig yeah. everything. But I still remember sort of that, that yeah. oh, we've got to provide for those kids. We've got to. So there's something of a compassion. Mm-hmm. That's why we call it compassionate assistance mm-hmm. rather than humanitarian aid. Right. And right. our priority will always stay. Scripture, pastoral training, pastoral support, all of those things. But we will always keep right. You'll always assistance. remember the orphans. We will always remember, remember the orphans. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, guys. And as always, all of our donations are on our website and you can see everything that we do there. <laughs> 